Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Okay, advice needed. How do you correct someone's name mistake? If somebody has been calling you or somebody in your circle by the wrong name for such a long time that it's almost too awkward to correct them, what do you do? 651-641-1071. Move over, dear Abby. We're doing Dear Team Cobra on the yeah. Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer's off. He'll be back on Wednesday. Holly Roberts is filling in. Um, and Holly, this is a real story. Okay. So oh. this was, this came to me from a friend of mine. Uh, he sent me a text and he goes, I need your help. I need your help and I need your listeners' help. And I was like, okay, yeah, we can do Dear, Dear Team Cobra. Absolutely. We're I feel like help. it's, yes, we are here to help. The doctor is in. Here's how the story goes. Somebody that they know who uh, visits their home regularly, like weekly, has been calling their dog by the wrong name for two years. Oh, no. And it's too awkward now to correct the person. Yeah, two years. Two years. And I mean, not like... Their dog's name is Dala, and the person is calling the dog Cuba. Oops. It's a very different name. Yeah. Um, And so he's like, I don't know what to do now. It's been so long that it's like there's not an opportunity to say, oh, by the way, FYI, we should let you know that you've been totally saying the dog's name wrong for two full years. I get how that could be really awkward. I feel like I've had that happen too, where maybe I've said my name to somebody and maybe it's been a loud place and they misheard my name. And then for maybe the next, you know, the next couple times they said my name, they said it wrong and there wasn't an opportunity to correct them and then i'm like oh now they think my name is usually it's um i'll say my name is colleen and they'll hear connie yeah and then they'll think my name is connie and then it'll have they'll say my name a few more times and there hasn't been an opportunity to and then i think well sometimes i just let it go because i'm like i'm probably never going to see this person again i'll they can think my name you is don't connie, just jump fine. in there and say my name is colleen not all, sometimes i would if I, it, it kind of depends on the time after two years, then it really is awkward. You can't really. How do you change that? Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Give this friend advice. Chase is on the line. Uh, I hope I got Chase's name correct. Hi, Chase. Hello. <laughs> so uh, my friend needs your advice. This person has been calling their dog by the exact wrong name for two years. What do they do? What should they do? Help. Have someone new come over and introduce the dog to them in front of the other person. Oh. 
This is an interesting tactic. Okay, so it's sort of like an okay way of being slightly passive aggressive and just making a show of it in front of the other person. Yeah, telling them without telling them. Aha. Uh-huh. Good idea. Thank yes, you, thank Chase. Thank you, Chase. Now that was kind of, that's some advice from Chase. Fabulous advice. Mm-hmm. Similar to the advice that I would give your friend. Okay, what's the advice that you had? It's inserting the dog's name in a passive aggressive way where you are supplying the name without even having to prompt the name. So here's an example of what I would do Mm -hmm. with your friends. I would be like, Hey, you know, this is Dalla's water bowl. Uh This is Dalla's food. Say the dog's name as many times as as many times as possible. That way you're presenting the name for the person who doesn't know it, and maybe they can get the hint. Oh my gosh, I've gotten this name wrong the entire time. Oh now, it is passive aggressive in as much as you have to see whether or not your insertion of the name in convenient places has an effect on the person receiving the right. name. Right. Oh, see, and also I get like secondhand embarrassment for the person because now I think how horrified I would be if I were in the position where I'd been saying the name wrong for two years and suddenly I realized that 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 I've been saying the name wrong. Also, I think I'd be confused. Like, I don't know who this Dala is. Like, when am I going to meet Dala? You know what I mean? It might prompt a weird follow-up question. But if you were the person who didn't know the dog's name, you would be like, oh, Dala. Yeah. And then the person would go, the dog. Oh, okay. I'm, yeah. I don't know. See, I'm embarrassed even thinking about it. Let's go to Candy. Candy has advice. 651-641-1071. Give my friend advice. Somebody's been calling their dog by the wrong name for two solid years, and it's gotten too awkward to correct them. Hello, Candy. What should they do? Hi. I am such a huge fan of you guys. I get to listen to you all day, every day now, so I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. So my idea is um, when when he comes over, everybody just randomly say the dog's name correctly around him for the entire night. Oh, okay. So just making a point of of saying the dog's name as much as possible and correctly uh, around right. that person. Gosh, you guys, I thank you so much, yes. Candy. I really do have like embarrassment for the one person who's been saying it wrong. Here's the thing. This is what I told this friend of mine. I said this. I said, I think that you need to just accept that this person is going to, this is like, pretend that this is the pet name for your dog, just for this one person. So you're not even giving your friend the advice to correct the person. No. You just say, let it slide. I did. But think about it if you were the person, Colleen, because I think we've all been been in these situations where you call somebody by the wrong name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Flat out, we've all done yes. it and we've said it to people's faces. Usually yes. I avoid calling people my name because I'm so petrified that I'm going to call them by the right. wrong name. Right. So if I never address you by your name, just know that I'm feeling petrified. Like I might and think embarrassed. I, I might know your name. Yeah. I just am so scared that what's going to come out is not the right name. Yeah, of course. Right. Even if I know your name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But just say it. Because if it was you, you would want someone to correct you. Yeah, you would want You would want to be right, righted when you were wrong. I know. But it's that, okay, so that thing about, there is what, like there is that window of time though, right? Like where it it begins to be awkward after what? Like, 
three times. Yeah, but you got to Barney Fife it. You got to nip it in the bud. I agree. I agree. Okay. Well, that was fun. Oh, no. see, now people are calling in. Um, but I listen. We will. We would love to continue to take your emails. I will pass this on to my friend. Uh, you know, if you've got something you need advice about, maybe we can kind of make a regular thing of this. Yeah. Dear, yeah. Dear Team Cobra. Yeah, we're fantastic at solving people's problems, or at least we want to be, and That's it helps right. all of us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When we help you, we help each other. <laughs> all right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, what movies did you guys watch over break? Holly, we should get caught up because I watched a couple things over break. I know you watched some things over the break. Uh, I just want to catch up and see what we were watching over break after this on My Talk 107. One of my favorite things about the Thanksgiving holiday is kind of the permission to sort of sit and digest and watch things on the picture box in the house. The boob tube. Yep, the boob tube. Uh, and so I did that on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers off. He'll be back on Wednesday. Holly Roberts is filling in. And I know, Holly, you probably took in some some television and Netflix and streaming options yeah, as well. Yeah, I took in a lot of things that required no pants. That's the best part. Wow. I didn't know it was going to be that kind of show. Mm-hmm. Geez, all right then, cool. Um, no, and actually it was funny because we, I think, had talked about at our house going out to a movie. Um, we talked about going to see uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. And I think we just sort of thought, no, we kind of felt like hunkering down a little bit more. Yeah, I had a passing thought too over the weekend, Colleen. I'm going to go and see a movie. I'm going to mm-hmm. go and sit my butt in the theater. I'm going to be among the people. But then I was cold and I was hungry. Yeah, so and I, I went like, home no. and took off my pants. I'm going to be among my own people. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did, but we did a lot of streaming stuff at our house. And so we watched two movies that uh, I remember wanting to see when they were in the theaters and did not. One of them was Eighth Grade. Do you remember that show or that movie? I do remember that. Do you remember that picture? Yeah, I remember that picture. Did you like it? Now, Eighth Grade was the film about a young girl going through her eighth grade year in middle school. Exactly. And it was, you know, it was critically acclaimed. I mean, this was a movie that um, there was a lot of buzz about it. Um, It was not. And I can't even really recall why it was so buzzed about because it did not have. Uh, any actors in it that you would have known about. It wasn't directed by um, Bo Burnham was the director. Yeah. I don't know that you know Bo Burnham. That guy. Um, but it was definitely kind of a nice coming of age story. It was an independent film um, and it got a lot of really good buzz. Um, so my husband and I watched it and um, it was interesting because about 20 minutes in, he looked at me and he goes, I think that this is a horror movie. And I was like, that was cute. That was a good dad joke. Mm-hmm. Be- because it calls on every single sense from your own eighth grade experience. Oh, no. Feeling like the most awkward, awful, terrible, plus having a better understanding of what it's like to be an eighth grader in the era of social media and YouTube and um, apps and texting. Um, So did you just want to throw your children into their room, lock Mm -hmm. them up and keep them there forever because your children are not yet middle school age? Totally. That was the other thing thing, is that it, 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 it like prepared 
me in a way that I wasn't ready for for that time. Here comes life, Colleen. Oh, Ooh, a little too fast. A little too fast. I, and here's what I will say about eighth grade. Uh, it everybody should see it. Everybody who, um, everybody who has an eighth grader in their life or somebody who's going to be in eighth grade at some point in their life should see it for that reason. Do you think Colleen that middle schoolers should watch this movie? Actually, yes, I do. And, and, and there's a couple reasons why, first of all, I do know that there was a movement and, and a time where um, they did screen eighth grade for actual eighth graders yeah. in schools. Um, there are parts of it that are not necessarily, um, that that would shock you. Some parents might not choose to show to their own eighth graders, yes. but I think that they did some editing for eighth graders. Um, some language, some yeah, that kind some of stuff, bits and pieces, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it is a rated R movie, but the the reason why I think it it because it tells you that people understand you as an eighth grader. When you see it reflected on the big screen, it's uh, to me, it feels like it would speak to you. Yes. I, when I was in eighth grade, I didn't feel like there was anything in media that was reflecting back to me how I was feeling about yeah. me, about the world, about right. my life, about what it felt like to not feel like you fit in. Mm-hmm. And I think to have that broader understanding that everybody is feeling like that. And some people are hiding it a little better than others, or they're the way that they're behaving is only a coping mechanism. Right. And that it's a facade yeah. and that people aren't letting you into their internal life. Yeah. If they did, then you would see that we're all vulnerable and we're all experiencing this. Yeah. Yeah. It was oh. a really good, it was a good movie in that regard, but it is uncomfortable to watch and it does bring a harsh reality. And speaking of harsh realities, apparently Thanksgiving was a weekend of harsh realities at the Lindstrom house. Oh, do tell. Because the other movie that we watched was Black Klansman. Ah, the Spike Lee movie from this summer. Yes. That's my favorite movie of the year so far. Okay, so I remembered that you had said that and yep. the other person who had said that, same person or same same exact thing, was Paul McGuire Grimes, who comes in on Fridays on the Colleen and Bradley show and recommends uh movies for us. And he said but like hands down, this is the movie that you need to see before awards season because it just really is the best. Yeah, it's a vital film for 2018. I now you understand that heartedly agree after watching it. It really is. If there is one look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. One movie that you do see that you make a point to see 
this is the movie to see. It is the true story of the black Klansman, um, Ron Stallworth, Stallworth, who is a black cop who infiltrates the Ku Klux Klan in 1978. This is a true story. Yeah. This happened in 1978. How it happened and how they pulled it off um, is amazing. And the telling of the story, and of course, you know, as you're watching it, that the telling of the story is slightly bent for the entertainment part of it. As is any true story. Exactly. That's translated to the big screen. But it will move you to want to understand how it, how it went and get to know a little bit more about the real person. It's amazing. Yeah. So anyway, highly recommended. Two really great watches. And you can stream both of those right now. Right now. Yes, absolutely. I think we rented them both. Yeah. Cool. So, and what did you watch? I watched, Colleen, something that's over on Netflix. I watched the new Coen Brothers movie, which is called The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Okay. What is that? So it's six small stories that are taking place in the Old West. Oh. They're, they're different. And look, if you like the Coen brothers and their sense of humor yes. and the way that they look at the yes. world, definitely watch it because the Ballad of Buster Scruggs was one of my favorite things that I've watched all year. But I really love the Coen brothers. That being said, if you're not necessarily into their uh, take on the world, you might find it to be a little alienating. But the cool part is, is that it's six different stories. You can watch them separately, but I would recommend watching them all at once. And actually, it's showing at the Lagoon Theater in Uptown as a feature film. Oh, that's cool. Cool. Netflix probably wants it to be an Oscar consideration. Okay. That's why they're showing it on the big screen. But uh, I, I just, I love their take on the world. Yeah. Do you see, are there, um, I know there's six separate stories, but yes. do you see, is there like, are there any things that pop up in each kind of episode? Like uh, kind of throwbacks or callbacks? Not necessarily to Coen Brothers stuff, but it's all, it's their take on the Western. It's fascinating. It's funny. It's it. dark. The Ballad of Buster Scrubs. Fun. Okay, good. See, now you know what to put in, you know, in the hopper for the future holidays and time off you've got coming up. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags. We'll tell you all about them after this. We've got celebrities behaving badly on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Bradley Trainer's off. Holly Roberts is filling in. And on the Colleen and Bradley show, when we have these celebrities who behave badly that we have to tell you about, we call them one very special name. And that name is D-Bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the day. Oh, thank goodness celebrities never take a holiday from acting like D-Bags. We are so proud of them. Oh, thank you. And once again, they've done it. Um, I would like to call Khloe Kardashian a D-bag. What? Scandal? Khloe Kardashian is a lady or D-bag. we like to say, Kardashian. <laughs> Listen, and for the same kind of the same reason that she's been called a D-bag time and again and again. Right. So I'm going to just take you uh, here to just to lay the groundwork. Here's where we are with Khloe Kardashian. Many, many months ago, seven plus months ago, as her daughter true was being born we were learning that her baby's father tristan thompson was cheating on her stepping out if you will yes and he was 
<laughs> and he did. Yeah. And she will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and then she decided, Chloe, that is, that she would uh, stay with him. And then we watched all of that happen. All of us mouths agape. What the heck? Why? What? 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 Now we're watching all of that play out on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Okay. So we're sort of living in like a couple different dimensions simultaneously. We're living in present day. We're also watching what happened seven months ago on the TV, on the television. Mm-hmm. Okay. Meanwhile, there's, she's tweeting about what we're watching on the television. Okay. So meta. It is very meta and it's very confusing, <laughs> but go with me. I'm there. Okay. So she tweeted, Chloe Kardashian tweeted a, a video of her sister, Kendall, at a Cleveland Cavaliers game booing Tristan Thompson. Okay. Yes. And Chloe was celebrating her sister booing the father of her child. Okay, are you with me right now? Kind of. So she said of her sister, uh, she said something along the lines of, oh, look at my baby heckler. I'm dying. Looking at Kenny is what she calls her sister, trying to heckle on the low low. On the low low. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Sure. Thank you, Chloe. Like, ha, ha, ha. Look at my sister trying to heckle Tristan while he plays. So somebody caught caught this and said basically, I'm confused by Khloe Kardashian's tweets. One minute she's calling Tristan Thompson out, and then she's defending being in his life. Then she's laughing at her sisters heckling him. I just want to know where we stand, Coco, so I know how to feel. To which I said, Thank you, tweeter. Yeah. Thank you. You are what, how we all feel. Yeah. Right? Because the timeline has been muddled. It's because we're like messing with the space-time continuum right now. That's true. The flux capacitor it's of the Kardashian-Jenners is breaking. Right. So here's where she becomes a D-bag. Okay, so that's all setting the table for what I'm about to say. Fantastic. I know. That was a long <laughs> way to get to she's a D-bag. Here's why Khloe Kardashian is a D-bag today. Because Khloe Kardashian then tries to explain it to us Basically by shaming us for pointing it out. No. Right? Chloe. Basically, she says, I don't know why you're confused. Well, she's trying to gaslight us. Yes, that's what she's doing. She's gaslighting us. That's what's happening. You're right. Khloe Kardashian is gaslighting us. She's trying to make us think that it's our problem for perceiving that video in the way that we did. Yeah. She's just fine over here. Yeah. It's your fault. Yes. No, Chloe. Thank you. It's your fault. Yes. Why are you confused? Because I don't know what's going on, Chloe, because I am trying to live in the past and the present and everything in between. Uh, and you, I don't understand what's happening. Yeah, I think there, I, you're rightfully so, Colleen. Dag nabbit. <laughs> Chloe Kardashian is confusing because I noticed a headline over the holiday weekend. Uh, compulsively, I checked people.com. Because you're was, waiting for this all to like Because melt I'm waiting down. for this all to melt down. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the headlines from people.com is that Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson spent Thanksgiving together with their baby daughter, True, because they're together like that. But I was like, wait a second. Don't sell me this lie, people.com. Mm-hmm. This is all fake. I'm not going to believe anything right now, Colleen. 
I'm not believing anything. No, I know. Nor should you. Nothing is real no, and, and everybody everyone smokes. smokes. Exactly. I bet the Kardashians smoke too, maybe. I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Because we, don't, we know. don't know anything. Um, Holly, of course, what you're referring to about People Magazine and the reason you were furiously checking it is that we have a theory on the Colleen and Bradley show uh, that is partly, well, mostly due to uh, blind items that we've read yes. on crazydaysandnights.net that Chloe is but waiting for the 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 TV show, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, to bring us to a current place mm-hmm. where she has left Tristan Yes, so that we can go public with that storyline and she can have a cover story on People Magazine. Exactly. Chloe is doing it for herself. But the Kardashian space-time continuum has not caught up to that right. fact oh, yet. Man, and so also, by the way, Colleen, if you did before we move on, watch that video of Kendall Jenner heckling Tristan Thompson at that basketball game. It looks like she's just laughing. It's not. It doesn't look like she has a serious look on her face. It looks like she's just doing it for funsies. It's so confusing. It's I don't so, care. I don't it's, I'd, I'm done. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Who's your D-bag? My D-bag is the internet. Oh, fun. Yay. I love it when the internet gets to be the D-bag. I mean, isn't it always a D-bag? But I have a very specific reason why the internet is my D-bag of the day. So, you know, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It happens every year. It's become an annual tradition. You can watch it on NBC. It's quite fun. Uh Now, one of the highlights of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is that performers stop and do a little musical number for the cameras for us to all enjoy. Yes. And one of those musical numbers this year was from singer Rita Ora. Now, she's a person. We know her name, but she's one (laughs) of those. she's a person. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. But Rita Ora is one of those people. I've, this could just be me. Uh-huh. It's a name that I read, but I don't. You really, don't know what a Rita Ora yeah, is. I don't know what a Rita Ora is. And I feel like we've been trying to make a Rita Ora happen for several years in the United States. Now, I know she hosted uh, a cycle of America's Next Top Model. She's mm-hmm. a singer, whatever. She's a Rita Ora. Well, and she tried to be a thing, too, by dating Rob Kardashian. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. How I know, I sorry, it all goes back to the Kardashians. Oh, it all goes back all to All roads lead back. Yeah, that's true. Well, Rita Ora stopped to do a musical number for the cameras at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Mm-hmm. This is where the internet comes in. The internet decided to drag Rita Ora for lip-syncing her number during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day oh, Parade. Gosh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, internet. Everybody li- is lip syncing. I thought this was common knowledge. Everybody lip syncs their musical number for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I even think I mentioned it on a show here at my talk saying that, oh, yeah. Oh, I think I was talking with Lori from the Lori and Julia mm-hmm. show. And she was talking about Diana Ross performing during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and mm. how cold it would be and how that would affect her vocals. And I was like, don't worry about it. Everybody lip syncs. Yeah, it's OK. Internet, you're dumb. Go home. Now, our hero in this story Mm. is one John Legend, because John Legend went on the Internet and took some of these trolls to task, saying the following fun fact. We all have to lip sync on this parade because the floats don't have the capacity to handle the sound requirements for a live performance. Hope you all enjoyed it anyway. Know that if you come to my shows, the vocals are 100 percent live. Thank you, John Legend, for bringing the truth to the table. Also. Thank you, Holly, <laughs> for bringing the truth to the table. Uh, yeah, everybody lip syncs in a dumb parade. Yes. And you know what? You don't need to look any further than the wonderful piece of cinema called Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. In order to know 
that any music that comes out of a float in a parade is recorded. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> also, it, remember... Donka Shane. Donka Shane. <laughs> remember American Bandstand lip syncing. Remember your favorite Vegas shows. Probably a lot of yeah. lip syncing. Lip syncing. Britney Spears. Yes. It's fine. Yes. It's entertainment. Yes. Listen. Yes. I can't. I, I've sort of gotten to a place in my life where I don't care anymore if an artist wants to lip sync. If that makes them feel better, fine. <laughs> I'm fine. just okay. Fine. fine. You just go right ahead and lip sync. That's yeah. fine. Fine. And I don't care anymore. <laughs> I don't care. Everybody, a lot of live musical acts have backing vocal tracks yes. in order to buttress their voices <laughs> and, in the stadiums. And it's fine. Again, everything is a lie. And I don't I don't want to go to the show to hear them sing crappy. So if it's going to make them sound better to lip sync, then I'm for it. I just don't. There's too many other things to be mad about, you guys. <laughs> yeah, there are real problems in the world. You can go to the Internet today and read about some of them. It's not good. So if Rita Ora is lip syncing at the, the girl Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, oh. she can. When we come back, somebody did uh, took some time out of their, their day to do some research on what movies fans really want to see reboots of. As if there are movies left that have not been rebooted. Holly has that data for us, and she's going to share it with us on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1. Thankfully, somebody has done research on what movies people really want to see rebooted. Woo, finally! Jeez. Whoa. <laughs> um, also, in other news, there are movies that have not been rebooted. <laughs> Wait, what? 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 <laughs> Anyway, uh, but Holly has the data on this. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers off. He'll be back on Wednesday. Holly Roberts is filling in. Holly, what uh, what movies are they that we want to have remade now? Oh, yes, we have a very scientific mm. survey done by mm. the Hollywood Thank Reporter. You. Thank oh, you. Wonderful. They surveyed over 2,000 people, asking them a lot of different questions. Well, one of the questions that the Hollywood Reporter asked these people was, what films would they like to see be remade? Oh, okay. Yeah, because... That's the thing these days. Oh, that's the thing yeah. these days. The yes. kids these days are just remaking all the old. Everything old is new again. Right? And there is one movie, or should I say film series, mm. that got 71% of the vote. Oh! 71% of those surveyed said they would like to see. What do you think they would like to see, Colleen? What's a movie out there, oh. a movie franchise a that franchise. has, yeah, that has not been touched by the Hollywood remake beast machine? Um, National Lampoon's Vacations. Uh, yeah, no. Okay. Nobody wants to see those. I tried. People. You tried. Now, there's one big one out there, and this caused a lot of brouhaha on the World Wide Web. Okay. What is it? It's Back to the Future. <gasps> 71% of those surveyed in this new survey said they would like to see Back to the Future be remade. No. Exactly. Uh, you're on notice, all of you people. <laughs> all, Internet, 71, you're all 71% of you. Yeah. So that movie, Back to the Future, tops the survey of the movies that 
need a remake, apparently, according okay, to these people. Okay. Can I can I can I call foul on this? Because I feel like there, that was sort of leading. Here's when you need mealtime inspiration. It's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Why? Why? Because um, you're right. There's really not many franchises that have gone untouched. So if I were to be asked the question, as you kind of posed it to me, um, what franchise needs a remake or a reboot or a re-whatever, mm-hmm. that I eventually I would have gotten there had I been able to sit and really kind of like consider it for a while. The thing is, that doesn't necessarily mean that people want it. That just means everything else has already been done. Exactly. Everything else has been exhausted and rebooted and And remade remade and and franchised all the live long day. Now, I will say that Back to the Future did get the cartoon treatment back in the day in the early 90s. There was a cartoon series, Back to the Future, where Marty McFly and Doc Brown went in the train and they traveled through time. So there could be realistically a lot of franchise potential. Time travel allows Mm -hmm. for many different adventures. Now, Mm -hmm. Colleen, the look on your face when I told you Back to the Future was the thing that people wanted remade. Your face was exactly the internet's face. We do not need this. We do not want this. And I have fantastic news for you, Colleen. What? Bob Gale, the co-creator of Back to the Future, says no. Good. Uh, We're not going to remake this. We're not going to reboot this. He is the gatekeeper. He has the rights to this. So it's going to be left alone. Thank you. Back in the 80s where it belongs. Thank you. Thank you. It's like its own little weird time capsule, right? Because yes. it it what I love about Back to the Future and forgive me for a moment while I have this moment. Please have it. But what I love about Back to the Future is similar to the thing that I love about the dumb carousel of progress at Disney World, <laughs> which is that it it deals with time travel in the way that time travel would have looked in the 80s. Yes, in the sense that the the telling of what the future looked like was the 80s future. Right. Not necessarily what actual the future is because the future is now or the future is now the past. Yeah, because we're past, past 2015. The future. Exactly. We still don't have hoverboards. I digress. <laughs> yes. But but my point is it it tells such an awesome story about what our what our point of view was or in the 80s. Yes. And I appreciate that. And I don't want that to be sullied. Yes. Because that's its own story. Yes. And you can only tell the story of Back to the Future from the perspective 
of the 1980s. Now, you can make other time travel stories at any point in time. Absolutely. We're traveling through time right now. Yes. We're on a big rock hurtling through space. Yes. And time travel stories, those will never be, those will never get old. I mean, that is a story that you can retell and retell and retell and retell and retell. Fantastic. Yes. Do it in a different way. Thank you. Back to the Future is going to be left alone. Thank you. Thank you, 71% of people who mm-hmm. wanted to sully that yes. franchise. Now, I have good news. What's Not the good news? Not only the good news from this Hollywood Reporter survey. Mm-hmm. Back to the Future, basically never going to get the reboot treatment. Yes. As long as Bob Gale is on this planet, Thank I'm you. sure 30 years from now, we might be singing a different song. I digress. We don't need to talk about that right but now. But also high on the list, Toy Story to get a reboot, Indiana Jones, and Jurassic Park. Now... Colleen, okay, fantastic news <laughs> to do with that? to the people who took this Hollywood Reporter survey. You're dumb. That's <laughs> what's the fantastic Yay, news. You're Can dumb. I tell them why they're dumb? Please tell Toy all Story the people 4 why they're dumb. Just had a teaser trailer, so it's coming. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, what was the next one? Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones just had a. We had, that's been doing it. It's yeah. kept going, and they're still doing it. It never be stopped. A, a new one in 2020 yeah. or 2021. Okay. So we're good on that. Yeah, and then good. Jurassic Park, also good. Yeah. Jurassic World, Jurassic. I mean, I feel like Jurassic we're gonna, World Fallen Kingdom. I feel like we're going to be in Jurassic Universe any minute. Yes, like dinosaurs in space. Okay, so you guys, that's how. Ha- what do you What do you want? What do you mean? Yay! <laughs> All of our bankrupt ideas are becoming more. So don't you worry about it. Okay, but Holly, uh, did it happen to say anything about a new Lion King? You know, Colleen, funny that nobody asked for a reboot of Disney's The Lion King. Well, you know what? Listen, I didn't ask for it, Holly, but it turns out I really did want it. And I learned that by watching the trailer that broke the Internet. It literally broke the Internet. I know. Over the Hollywood uh, over the Hollywood weekend. I meant mm. to say the holiday weekend. Over that holiday weekend, the trailer, the teaser trailer for the new Lion King, the quote, live action Lion King literally broke the internet. And I didn't know that I was going to be so excited about this until I saw that teaser trailer. And Disney, you did it again. You tickled me in the nostalgia place. And I am so excited. Aren't you excited, Holly? Uh, Yeah, about that. So Holly's not excited. About that Lion King trailer. Okay, Holly Roberts. Don't lift your leg and tinkle on my nostalgia parade. I'm going to judge Judy all over that. No! I'm going to pee on your leg and tell you it's raining. Okay, so... Concerning the Lion King trailer that debuted on Thanksgiving. Okay. You know what? We need to litigate this. Uh, 651-641-1071. Concerning the Lion King remake, yay or nay... And why? Now we've seen the teaser trailer. You've got a couple minutes to avail yourself of that if you haven't seen it yet. Yay or nay on the Lion King remake and why? 651-641-1071. We'll talk about that after this on My Talk 1071. TCM's award-winning podcast, The Plot Thickens, is back. This time with legendary actress Pam Greer, the fearless action hero who beat down the bad guys on screen Yet her toughest battles began the moment the cameras stopped rolling. Join us for our new season of Turner Classic Movies podcast, 
The plot thickens. Here comes Pam, hosted by TCM's Ben Mankowitz. Available now anywhere you listen to podcasts. Visit tcm.com slash podcast to learn more. Splash Weather Repel Premium Windshield Wash features a 3-in-1 formula that repels rain, sleet, snow, and bugs while leaving a streak-free shine. It keeps you seeing safely all year long. Pick up some at Walmart today. See safely on the road when you apply a little 